Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hi guys, I hope you're well. Before we go into this week's episode, we're going to run through the itinerary so you're familiar with the content that we're going to be discussing on this week's episode. Even before we do that, we want to send a special shout out to Benikafobi. Our thoughts and our prayers are with him and his family after hearing the news of the passing of his uh, daughter, Amora. Uh, at just two years of age of course uh, you know our thoughts and our prayers are with his family at this very very difficult time and you know he's uh, obviously recovering from an injury as well a long-term injury so we um, you know have our sort of best wishes for him um, and that he makes a a full recovery as as soon as possible now we had uh, two uh, returners on the uh, episode today um, and we discussed the this week's fixtures. Uh, prior to that, we um, dissected uh, an argument which was uh, style versus substance. So does the style and, and brand of football that a, a team plays um, uh, ha- have and bear more importance than the results um, and, and playing ugly and winning ugly? Um, is it uh, more of one than the other? Is it 50-50? We're going to discuss that on, on this episode. Before then going into the results, um, the unpopular opinion, which was shared by uh, Dot, and rounding things off with the prospect of the week. Stay tuned. Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. As always, I'm your host Budge. And I'm joined by my faithful two co-conspirators, Dot and Dej. Gents, what's going on? I'm good, Budge, man. Top of the league. 11 points cleared. Let's get <laughs> this shit happy. started, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're ready. You're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. How, how about you, Dej? How are you? Yeah, I'm very, very well. You know, mm. we're riding a crest of a wave at the moment. Of course. You know, 11 points ahead of Man City. Obviously, Leicester, you know, mm. trying to barge themselves into the <laughs> argument. But yeah, we good. We good. 100%. And obviously, how are you, Budge, man? 
Um, yeah, to be fair. Happy I'm, that I'm Emre's not... gone. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, mm. we'll start with that. I'm certainly very happy that he's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really expecting much today, to be to be quite frank. I did expect a better performance, but, you know, I, I literally looked at, look, looked, looked at the score, looked at the score at half time. I showed all two one down. I was like, ah, you know, let me have a nap quickly. I'll wake up later on. Um, but yeah, yeah, to be honest, it's, 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 it's a waiting game. It's, you've got to be, uh, be patient. Um, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what, what happens, man. Um, hopefully, Freddie can galvanise the boys um, over the next couple of weeks. So, of course, we're, we're back in the studio and we're joined by the bros. It's been a little while, yeah. um, so we're happy to have them back here. We've got we've got Losa and, and, and Micah. Obviously, Loso recently, you know, Liverpool have been in their bags. He's been in his bag on a timeline. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the trolls, you know. He's, With that he, Liverpool he's, propaganda. He's, that's it. He's, he's tweeting different these days. And obviously, Mike has been away in the kitchen, you know, cooking up club, <laughs> kitchen king. Feasting with Fanimo. Feasting with Fanimo, putting out that husband husband material content for the ladies on the timeline. I see you, bro. I see you. That's my brand still. That's what I love doing. Welcome, welcome back, boys. Welcome, boys. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Welcome thank back. you, welcome, thank you, welcome, thank welcome, you. Welcome, welcome. Cool. All right. So, as always, we want to um, start off um, with a topic slightly outside of the immediate games that were played at the weekend, um, just to get things kicked off. And then we're obviously going to go into uh, the review of each of the fixtures um, over the past couple of days. So, the, the argument that we want to kick things off with um, and open out to the table is the style versus substance argument. Now, there are, of course, uh, with any argument, more than one way to look at it. So on one hand, you have um, sort of managers who will implement a certain style of football um, that may not be uh, pleasing on the eye, but gets results. Um, and, and, and fans will back that and say, you know what, at, at the end of the day, you just want to, 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 to rack up the wins. Three points is three points, regardless of how... Um, we, we played and, and the style of football that, that, that uh, is being uh, implemented. On the other hand, you have um, the argument that it's, it, you know, just getting the three points isn't good enough and your team needs to be playing in a certain uh, style and, 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 and brand of football, which is, which is pleasing. And so, some fans might even go the extra mile and say, you know what, we, we're willing to forego uh, the points on the table if it means then we're able to play a style and brand of football that is attractive we've seen it work for uh, Lampard uh, you know early on in his Chelsea career at first results weren't necessarily going his way but because the the team was playing a very attractive style and brand of football it bought him some time and, and the fans bought into that idea um, you have you know, I, I think about um, Arsenal maybe uh, last season mm. where we went on a run yeah. of 22 yeah. games unbeaten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand and style of football wasn't particularly great. It was just that our forwards were scoring a phenomenal amount of goals. Mm. But as you can see now, the goals dry up and, and it's not sustainable. So what I want to ask you guys is where do you sit on that argument? Um, what What's more important? Is it a case of, you know, look, at the end of the day, we just want the results and we want the, the, the points on the board? Or do you think that having a, a style and brand of football is fundamental um, to a team success going forward? Um, I think it depends on the stages of the development that the team's actually at. For example, if a team's in the embryonic stages, I think you will be happy with style 
over results. Mm. For example, the Chelsea fans have been so used to seeing a robotic sort mm. of um, stagnant kind of slow football where they're defend first and then they try and break on the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. But um, Chelsea nowadays um, are playing attacking free-flowing football and the fans are happy and mm. they're not too bothered or concerned about the results. All they want to see is a team trying to implement a new progressive style of play mm. and they'll be happy. But as you develop over years, fans are going to expect that to translate in mm. results. Mm. And if it doesn't, mm. that's when you start running into a stumbling block. The perfect example is Liverpool, by the way. I mm. mean, during Klopp's first time, you know, first few years at Liverpool, it was like an attacking style, very mm. pleasing on the eye. Mm. One end to the other. But in the last 18 months or so, we've seen this team you know, mature into a results-based team mm. and we're starting to win trophies. So, again, I agree with Dot. It depends on the, you know, Wait, where you are that. in mm. your stages of development. And Liverpool in that stage of, like, maturation. This is about, you know, cashing in on the mm. trophies now. So, mm. they're doing everything they can. I mean, we've seen it in the last few weeks. You know, people might say winning ugly or playing results <laughs> type of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what it's about now mm-hmm. for Liverpool. So, I would agree with Dot. It depends where you are in your stages of development. Mm. Cool. No, yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys. Mm. Um, obviously, results can only carry you so far if your team's doesn't have a something to build on. Mm. Uh, so a good example is probably Oli right now. Obviously, when he came in, the results weren't good. He lifted the mood, and then towards the back end of last season, beginning of this season, like the Hit results, the yeah, the results ain't there mm, mm. and he hasn't got anything to like show there's some sort of foundation being built either so yeah I'll agree with you boys oh no I was just saying um, in relation to that it's just when you mean like star I don't necessarily think that every team has to be like play fanciful football but mm. you must see like your team is set up in a way where there's going to be structure mm-hmm. so if you look at um Sheffield United now mm-hmm. there's a structure there mm-hmm. you know if you look at like other teams within the league there's a structure they might not play the best football but there is a certain way in mm-hmm. how they play mm-hmm. as Lewis has said with um, United there is no structure you just when you look at what goes out you mm-hmm. don't necessarily know what is actually going on mm-hmm. same thing with Emery at Arsenal you can't see Basically, if you're an owner and you're looking at a club and you're looking mm. at your club and there's no structure and then he comes up to you and says, I need so much and so, so mm. I'm not going to want to give it to you because there's no... <laughs> but you, say, you look at like what Klopp did for Liverpool. There was mm. a clear... He come in, yes, the defence wasn't you know as good as you know what it is now, mm. but obviously you could see there was there's their style. Yeah. And based yeah. off of that, he could easily go and say, you know what, I need... Van Dyke, I need this person, I need this person. And the boy's just like, yeah, okay, cool. We mm-hmm. trust you. And yeah, that's what You look at Oli now, yeah. Are you really going to give him 100 million? Like, really? <laughs> like, what's he going to... It's not going to change, mm. innit? If I'm throwing 100 million and there's no structure, if I'm giving you money and you have no plan, as they say, like, whoever wins the lottery, if you've never had money before, you don't know what to... You're going to mm. go broke again, yeah, you know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's just a matter of time. And I feel that's the thing with, like style over like substance most clubs especially in the Premier League now a lot of teams surprisingly they don't have structure which is Everton are another example They're as just well no, no matter how much money they throw at it it's going to be the same, same result problem. Watford is another case in point who are struggling that have just sat Keiko Sanchez Flores I mean mm-hmm. they've hit the buffers I mean now as well like with the money that's in football mm. owners want to see an attractive style of football we're mm. seeing teams like Brighton change their philosophies mm. and 
also performances have to match up with results. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting the results, then owners are gonna, you know, get cold feet and say, you know what, you're out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but surely, like owners will see. Okay, I, I like this style of football. I can resonate with this style of football. For example, Brighton is a perfect case in point. They are have just given Graham Potter a new contract, contract. a new five-year deal and you know because what's of the style of football. Mm. What was funny is I think we had Gaz on the show as well. And he said, if you're going to appoint a manager to implement a certain style of football, you need to support them. Even yeah. if you get relegated, you have to back your man and say, if this goes right or wrong, we're sticking with you. And as you said, Brighton, you know, have handed him a contract. And I think that's a huge show of faith as well. You, you think mm. so? Like, they have to stick with him? Like, so if they're like 19th or something, would you still stick with that manager? Yeah, you have to. If you're backing your man... If you're back relegated, you know, okay, it's a huge shift from what Chris Hutton was doing to what Graham Potter's doing. And the huge perils of that is if it goes wrong, which I think it will, I've backed Brighton for relegation. I think you have to back your man. Regardless, even relegated. So like, let's say like you have like a, a set of structure is mm-hmm. ideal throughout the club. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're an established Premier League team. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're facing like relegation. Do you throw because we've seen a lot of clubs go the Sam Allardyce route where mm. there's structure there before mm. and like it's not working, you know what? Scrap it, we need to stay in the league, mm. get big Sam, <laughs> <laughs> no, save the day. No, it's an interesting point because I remember even Burnley as well, mm-hmm. they had their structure under Sean Dutch, went down, stuck with him. Look at them now, they're an established Premier League team, and mm, you've okay, got to head your bets, you've got to stick with your man, and sometimes mm. it works off. Sometimes it doesn't. And you got to back your man, in my so, opinion. Can I, do you think that Norwich will stay with uh, Fark? 100%. Yes, yeah. I believe really? so. Yeah, 100%. the noise is coming I out. Think, you know, Stuart Webber said... The fact that he brought them up and still managed to play the brand of football that they're still playing now will help them. And look at their budget as well. They spent peanuts. And mm. look what he's managed to do. He's given them a fighting chance. So I think they'll stick with him. Stuart Webber, mm. the technical director, is a big fan of Daniel Fark. And he said that they've got a great business relationship. And through the bad times and the hardship, he was always supporting him because he knows that that's a top manager there that he has. Yeah. yeah. Also, just a side note, um, just off the back of um, uh, Watford sacking uh, Kiko Sanchez-Flores as well, the rumour is at the moment that uh, Chris Hewton um, is in with an outside chance of, of, of taking that role I think as well so that would be it's good to see Chris yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a safe pair of hands he'll of get them organised and stop the bleeding and stop them conceding quality, the silly there's goals still, yeah. there's quality in that team 100% man. Yeah, it's quality. I think so. I think so. I don't know why you got. Like, <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think, I think they got one or two players. I think they got one or two players. Only one or two? Yeah. I think they got one or two. When I look at their midfield core, who's they got? The core. 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 <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. No, Mike, don't do it, don't do it. Let's move on, let's move on, let's move on. Let's move on. So, so, so we're gonna, we're gonna, let's we're, be honest, with Watford, they're not a top three or bottom three club. There's three worse teams than them in the Premier League, so they no, shouldn't no, be with No, no seriously, Banjo yeah. said they've got quality players. Mm. Definitely, Even I agree, I agree. What's his name? Um, Saar, that he just got. Yeah, 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 good good player. I know what you said about uh, Dale Faye. He's, uh, he's a talented quality, player. Tal- <laughs> talented, <laughs> talented player, but doesn't have the... He's not as... Con- even though last season, I thought he got onto a good... Very yeah, yeah, good yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will Hughes. I don't know if he's still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still yeah. Still got- I, I still think, like, if you I get like a manager like in and you do a solid 4-4-2, mm. you know, with Gray, uh, 
um, the other guys from Sun Wing or who's the other who's the other um, Del I think they can get. Mm. They got a lot of pace and power. Yeah, they can. They can salvage it. They're not mm. too far off, to be fair. Remains to be seen. We we will, we will wait and see and, and watch that with uh, eager anticipation. So, moving on now to um, the review of of each of the fixtures. Um, I guess the place that we'll start is um, the the odd result out from today's run of fixtures. Because every game would have ended in a draw if not for a late goal scored um, by Kelechi Iheanacho. That's the super sub. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Leicester hosted Everton at home at the King Power um, and came away with, with, with all three points. Uh, like I said, Iheanacho getting the, uh, the, the winner. Um, early doors, uh, uh, Richarlison scored and maybe Marco Silva was on the uh, touchline thinking, yeah, that's, that's, that, that might just have secured my job for another week or so. Mm. Um, of course, Oppup's um, uh, Jamie Vardy, who, who can't stop scoring at the moment. Um, and, and then, you know, um, with, uh, you know, whilst they were drawing, uh, Brendan, you know, does a bit of tinkering and decides to, 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 to make a change which paid dividends in the end. Um, and, and yeah, as you said, um, Dej, uh, uh, Leicester are certainly knocking on the door um, uh, at the moment in, in that second uh, place in the table. Uh, what are your uh, thoughts on the game, guys? I think this was the day that Leicester announced themselves in the title race. If you saw the celebrations after he and Nacho's goal mm. was, um, you know, confirmed, they really seemed like a unit that mm. were together. Mm. Um, I'm very critical of Everton and... <laughs> Today I, I'm, I'm actually gonna, yeah I'm actually yeah. going to give them some sort of praise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they played really really well. I think um, the centre backs played well. They didn't give Leicester any space to get in between yeah, the yeah. lines. I yeah. mean Madison, that's probably the most quiet I've seen him this season. Tillemans, he didn't have an impact in the game. Um, Jordan Pickford, he's one that I, you know I love to slam him because yeah. he just he's a bag of nerves in my opinion. But I feel that he played really really well. He was a safe pair of hands, which I don't usually say about mm-hmm. him. <laughs> the only problem is that Everton still lost the game, and Marco Silva is on the brink. Um, mm. I mean, to get counter attacked in the ninety-fifth minute for me, it just it doesn't make mm. sense. I was mm. like, you know what? I know Leicester's gonna score here. And when you start feeling like that about a team, that's when you know it's, it's time yeah. for the manager mm-hmm. to go. And you know what? Fair play to Everton because they played well. They showed a lot of heart today, but ultimately were glorifying failure yet again with Marco Silva. <laughs> I mean, when you look at that game... <laughs> no, but when we look at that game, to be fair, I mean, it's a squad game. You know, Ian Acho, he's been on the periphery of things yeah, at Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. He's been on the bench, sometimes missing in squads. Mm. And he came on and made a huge, huge difference. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you're in a title race or you're going to do big things in the league, you need you your need players, players 12, number 12, 13, mm. 14, to come in and do a stiff job. And that's something that's been leveled at Leicester that they haven't got the squad depth to cope with any injuries and mm. what Ian Acho done today he's going to start the next game he has to start the next game because mm. of the huge difference that he made in that team but when we talk about Everton I mean you know it's Groundhog Day for them mm. let's be honest like <laughs> they played well yeah. they deserve something yeah, from yeah, that yeah. game but yeah. when it's not your day or when things aren't going for you They're not it's, it's going to end up in tears and I can see Marco Silva being sacked because their next game Merseyside Derby mm. coming away to Liverpool you know, the, the board are going to want a bounce effect for that game. So they're probably going to put in Duncan Ferguson as manager mm. and try and get a tune out of this team because 
So you think he's going to get sacked before that game? I think he will. I think he will. No way. Not based on today's result, but based on the previous results. The game against Norwich. I think those are the results that are collectively going to seal his fate. Bill Kenra and Marco Silva, they look like forlorn figures at the end of the game. I mean, Silva looked like he wanted to cry. I actually felt for him. There was tears in his eyes. What's going on? No, I don't. I don't think he's going to get sacked after. I mean, before the derby, I think it'll be like a Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool situation, mm-hmm. where I think we drew. Yeah, we yeah, drew. yeah. And then just and then he got sacked like a couple of hours after. So I think it'll be like that because you don't want to disrupt the manager and, and then the disrupt the whole team yeah. in preparation for your big derby game. And then if things go sour, it just looks ten times worse than it already is. So I think that probably is his saving grace <laughs> as to why he will still have a job. Fair, fair play. Now, I just want to give like praise to um, Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So it's the second time in three weeks where the game is tied and he's rolled the dice. He's been mm-hmm. the first man to make a move. And I've always been critical of Pochettino doing that as well, especially in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Hesitates. And I feel that Allegri is one of the best managers in the... Like, he sees something... Makes the change immediately. Mm, remember that Champions no, League game. Juventus Tottenham. He doesn't. Quick. He sees it. I'm making a change. And by the time you're already, because you're hesitating to make the change, and he's already, you're now seeing things unfold in front of you that he could see and you can't see. Mm. And full praise to Brendan Rodgers because against Arsenal, the same thing. Nil nil. Um, took off Harvey Barnes. Brought on Damari mm. Gray. He saw that the flags Arsenal weren't too strong there. Got a bit more punch. Scored the first goal came in second well he didn't mm. score the first mm. goal but catalyst for the first yeah. catalyst for the second mm-hmm. same thing again this week he he's learnt do you get what I'm saying from his travels whether in Scotland you can see he's improved as a manager mm. management is amazing and honestly I feel like Leicester already have one of the probably the best starting 11s in the league mm-hmm. how you look at um, based from a full back position mm-hmm. centre back goalkeeper probably one of the best strikers in the league yeah. arguably yeah, yeah. 100%. Two superb creative midfielders who could do a job in most, a lot of teams, yeah. if not most teams. One of the and best I just defensive feel, midfielders in, one of the in best, the league. I feel yeah, like he's managed to like get out of them, as you said, not just to play good football, but now they've played winning football. So they've done the... Another change they made when um, they were... I think they had... Uh, they played against Southampton. <clears throat> Southampton went to down to <clears throat> 10 men. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> battered. I'm not... <laughs> I, I'm really, the reason why I'm saying is because I know many teams mm. if it's nil-nil that scoreline won't come up yeah, they no. absolutely whacked him <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, showed yeah. what he can do against the bigger teams mm-hmm. he showed what he does against the little teams no mercy he's absolutely just yeah. smacking ruthless, yeah. ruthless. Yeah. Not, yeah. and I think it's a testament to like I said how Rod, how far Rodgers has come across mm. obviously he had the highlight um, Swansea then do, did good things at Liverpool. Ultimately, obviously, he didn't get over the line. Mm-hmm. And obviously, moving forward, I just feel like he's a great manager doing good things with a good squad and six, wing, six wins yeah. in a row. In a yeah, row. Fantastic. That's a, impressive. It's a, it's a, That's a, it's a big statement still. <laughs> but also, Everton as well, conceding, you know, four goals in the 90th minute this season. Mm. That shows me that they haven't got great man management. I remember against Sheffield United and Norwich, mm. 90th minute. You know, getting caught on the break, Just and we saw off. something similar yeah. again today. So it's not good yeah. enough. It's not good enough. Of course, of course. Now moving on, um, Newcastle hosted uh, City yesterday at St James's Park, um, and I guess we, you know we're going to come onto this and, and, and discuss this. But many people feel that that ultimately that result is what 
um, you know, sealed the fate for for City in in, in this title race. Mm. It was an interesting one because it felt like uh, anything you can do, we can do as well situation. Mm. Mm. So obviously Sterling uh, scored um, initially and then um, uh, Willems then equalised. And then you had the De Bruyne um, shot from distance, which was phenomenal. One of my favourite um, goals, man. Honestly, honestly. unreal. Master blast. Um, you know what it is, yeah? You see when goals go in off the crossbar. Yeah, it just makes it look better. Yeah, like, this is what I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. But then, of course, in the dying minutes of the game, um, uh, John Joe Shelby, who Liverpool fans will be very familiar with. Liverpool hero. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a he, hero. he stepped up and 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 you know said, yeah, I'm 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 gonna do exactly what what you did. Mm. Um, and and yeah, that that was the moment, 88th minute, um, and I managed to rescue a point for for, for Newcastle. Um, what are your thoughts on the game, guys? Um, I think. I think these results that City are getting, like in terms of not getting the three points this season, as they would in comparison to what not last season, the season before. Mm. Um, so last season we saw that they were a bit shaky, mm. but they were still getting the three points. Mm. But this season we're seeing that they're still a bit shaky, and they're not getting the results mm. now. Mm. Um, obviously, they've had injuries to a few of their key starters, mm. so like Laporte. Sane, whatever, whatever, mm. whatever. Um, but Pep spent like yeah. half a billion pounds mm. on this team. Mm. Um, so I don't think there's an excuse for mm. like a lack of quality like mm. throughout the team mm. um, that he has to fall back on. Um, and he still doesn't trust like the likes of Otamendi to start and he still start Fernandinho mm. centre-back and stuff like that. Um, obviously that can get you past a few of the bottom-tier teams but like from 10th place onwards... Some mm. teams are going to catch you out and it's going to cost you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you saw yesterday, Leicester, uh, not Leicester, Newcastle had pretty much two chances and mm. took both their chances that they had. Um, I don't think Edison could have done anything about either of the goals. I don't think any of the defenders could have done anything about either of the goals either, to be mm. fair. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Newcastle played well to, and deserved the point. Mm. I agree with you, though, sir, because <laughs> Newcastle's expected goals yesterday were 0.24. But they still managed to score two goals. <laughs> so that means they were as clinical, clinical. as you can be. Mm. But I know Dej is a is a massive fan of Egan, Basham and O'Connell at Sheffield United. But I think Fernandez, Clark and Dummett as a trio for Newcastle yesterday were unreal. Mm. I mean I don't think I've seen a team contain Man City as good as what Newcastle done yesterday. <coughs> I mean, <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> in terms of, you know, having a game plan, being on the back four, keeping mm. a low block and stopping every single passing line. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, by the goal, he he wasn't great. Um, Gundogan was quiet, as always. Um, I think the Aguero, I think the Aguero missed, yeah. definitely, definitely missed him. Mm. I just think... Steve Bruce, I think he's a manager that comes under fire very quickly because he has this some sort of yeah, stigma. Yeah, I was going to say. And he's doing a good job. He's four Newcastle, points, yeah, he's four four points, points better off than what Newcastle were under Rafa last season. Mm. And I think Newcastle, I think they're in good hands and I think they are going to finish close to, to mid-table this season. Um, my final point about the game, I'm just going to end up with City. I think they're in a race for second, not in a race for the for the title. I think they're going to be closer to second then they are to first and I see it not ending well this season for Manchester City 
when I look at City now, I'm starting to see a team that are towards the end kind of of their cycle. Mm. I think domestically they're full up. I mean, there's no motivation. What is there left for them to do <laughs> no, in, in, there, domestically? There, there was an article saying that they need a rebuild, didn't it? Um, Sam Lee from yeah. The Athletic yeah. has been writing about Pep will stay if he gets the money to rebuild the team. And when, that is when, ridiculous. When, when you see them on the pitch, I mean, they're not passing with the same panache, the same speed. Mm. Like They're just going through the motions kind of thing. And, and when you've got a juggernaut like Liverpool, you know, to contend with, that's not going to be good enough. And... I can see them finishing second, but I think Liverpool are probably going to win this league by around maybe eight to ten points because I don't see them catching them. Eight to ten. It's a lot of points, but I, what I tweeted like the other day based off of this, I said, when you're um, banking on a midfielder to bail you out every week, there's an issue with the team. Michael, you know what's funny? I said it in my group chat, De Bruyne is going to win this game. I just knew. I've never seen Bar Yaya Toure a midfielder have to create and be the difference maker so much for a mm. team that is and that's not that's not meant to okay in this decade no, okay, yeah, go on, go on, go on. I understand Gerard but even Lampard had Drogba mm. instead of, and fair enough you said about Aguero I don't think Aguero is the player that he's a patchy striker I agree I agree three goals here no goals Three games, no yep, games. Yep, yep, yep. The goals, if you see that he's got like eight or nine goals this season, just garbage goals. The one against West Ham, last, he, the goals he scored this season mm. are so not, of, not of importance. Not importance. Mm. And I told people this last season, the back-to-back hat-tricks clouded mm. everything. He was a patchy. But if you're counting on De Bruyne to constantly win you games, mm. that th- there's a sign of a team that's moving backwards. Mm. Exactly. I also thought that He's been, like you said, playing Fernandina as a centre-back too much. Playing him as a DM, but you could always move him deeper to collect the ball if you're not confident (laughs) with the new Putting him there, you know, the midfield is not as... We saw Fernandino last season. That's the core. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like what the issue with Pep this season, tinkers too much. He's Mm. too clever for his own good, yeah. You started Mahrez so well, they winning 5-0. What do you do? He subbed him, put him on the bench. Mm. Why? Like, why are you putting him on the bench? The rest of the bench, David Silva not playing that well this season. Yeah, but Michael, his argument is, this is what I do. This is what I've done throughout my whole career. Why am I going to change now? Who? Pep Guardiola. He always rotates. No, no, not rotating. Like, I feel like Mahrez is one of his best wingers. And if you started this season like that, continue like that until Mm. you have a reason to actually drop him. Mm. If you don't have a reason to drop him, don't drop him. Mm. And I feel that he just tinkers against Liverpool as well. Just tinkers and the fullbacks as well. As even though you said he spent stupid money, not good enough. Also, yeah. don't, don't they have? Don't they have other, shocking, don't they have um, other internal solutions? Like especially at centre half. Are you telling me in that academy of excellence, there's not a single centre half that is a natural centre half that can play in 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 that that back line? Uh, what's that? What's that guy's name? Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Boy. Yeah. Anyway. Unfortunately for, for for Pep, it's it's not it's not quite working out at the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll I think see. this will be his last season as well. Yeah, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. This City that team on the wayne and you know Pep when he season. starts losing, he just runs yeah. away. So <laughs> I can see that happening as well. So yeah. Cool. Um, all right, let's let's move on now. Um, so Chelsea uh, hosted West Ham. Mm. 
uh, in a London derby at the bridge um, uh, yesterday. Um, and I guess what was quite interesting was that there were quite a few changes um, in a starting 11 from, from Lampard. So obviously uh, Mason Mount and, and Pedro started. Uh, Rhys James also a, a, a right back. Um, and the sort of the, the, the one change that was, I guess, forced upon him was that um, he had to start uh, Olivier Giroud with the uh, injury uh, recently to Tammy Abraham. Um, but then also um, uh, West Ham weren't without uh, changes uh, uh, th- themselves. In particular, though, <laughs> one that um, oh, what Dej called you, quite, 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 quite some time ago. So I think I think Manuel Pellegrini might have listened to a, a, a previous episode <laughs> and listened to the, 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 the word of advice from Dej because he said yeah. that you know you 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 have to um, take off Roberto take and find another in, um, he is uh, dope. In, yeah. Yeah. Worst goal solution. I've seen in my life. So so obviously oh, you had yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you had um, the, yeah the key change for West Ham was uh, David Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who who was making his uh, Premier League debut at 33 years old, mm. and obviously his career debut as well. No, this was just his Premier League, yeah, this Premier League um, yeah, debut. Been for like yeah. MK Dons, he, teams yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. He even played for Liverpool for a spell. But I just want to yeah. say, you know what? Big up David Martin, the son of West Ham legend Alvin Martin, yeah. that played for the club for 21 years. And to see the scenes uh, at the end of the game was was amazing. Yeah, 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 going into the stands and they were hugging and. Mm. This one was pretty simple. I mean, Roberto, let's be honest, like we've been calling it for mm. weeks. He's not a goalkeeper. <laughs> a goalkeeper for this level. Let's yeah. be honest. I think it was a match of the day. Yeah. You know, match of the day. They asked Pellegrini, what have you been doing? What did you do differently today that you haven't been doing in previous weeks? Mm. And the simple answer for me, for me is change your goalkeeper. Mm. That's mm. it. Because a goalkeeper inspires confidence. Mm. Yeah. Roberto mm-hmm. robbed all of those defenders of their confidence. Mm-hmm. And seeing a new safe pair of hands coming to collect balls, as a defender, you're thinking, you know what, we've got a chance now. Mm. And that spurned throughout the team. And Chelsea probably deserved to win on balance of play in terms mm-hmm. of possession and chances created. But again, West Ham hung in there and they got their point. And for Chelsea, that's what, three games without a win now. It's mm. just funny how quick things can turn. Mm. This were a team on a upward trajectory, mm-hmm. six wins in a row. But again, we've got to be patient with this Chelsea team. They're in the embryonic mm-hmm. stages. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn. I think we spoke about on this pod as well that around Christmas time or December time, they're going to hit period. you know, a bit yeah. of a buffer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're going to learn and they'll come back from it. But yeah, big win for West Ham. No, no patience. No patience. Why, why not? Why not? No why patience not? for Chelsea. Because this is what fans do. You want people... What were they hailing Mason Mount as? The next saviour of the sliced bread? I don't know. No, their team, their midfield is one of the best midfields in the league, period. Mm. They've got good fullbacks. Frank Lampard was naive yesterday. Chelsea, he lost that game for Chelsea. Starting Giroud was a nightmare decision. But isn't this part of the learning curve? Play Batshuayi. You don't need a learning curve for that. This is his first job in the Premier League. He's going to make some mistakes. How many games has Giroud started this season for Chelsea? When you've seen him play, has he looked one or two? So why are you now... He made a whole search. It started Pedro. Kante started, didn't play as well, Kante which was a play. big one. Like, what are you trying to do when Let's you're making those... He tried to be clever. He tried to be clever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that's why for me, there's no... When you try and be cute as a manager, <laughs> you don't get sympathy from you. 100%. You can always make... Let's say you've got 11 players. You can make one or two changes. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? To... You know, <laughs> even, they, even when Klopp does it, Klopp doesn't take out like if anything, Firmino comes out, played really, but leave Mane and Salah. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate. Don't take mm. two of them out, and then you're doing too much. Taking out Giroud, taking out um, 
what's his name? The William, taking up Kante. Those are the three players who have been essential to how mm. Kante, especially, been censored how the team has played. You've taken them out now. London derby, you're mm. dilly dallying with your teams. You know how important this is to kickstart. You've seen the results from Man City. You're trying to establish yourself in top four. You've lost now. Leicester have won. Try to take a shortcut. Chelsea have won. Mm. Um, not Chelsea. Spurs have won. Mm. Now Spurs are six points behind you. Mm. These are all unnecessary things. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Now I feel that could have been avoided. And I feel Chelsea just shot themselves in the foot. They don't have my sympathy for that game. Michael <laughs> 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 Ruthless. <laughs> you know, as I said, he's in his embryonic stage. He will make mistakes. And obviously, he just, made some selection issues. As just well. final point on that game. I said, like, I called this game as a banana skin for um, Chelsea. You know when confidence is shot like West Ham's confidence was gone everyone's written them off mm. but you just thought hold on this is a London derby yeah, they got <laughs> anything can lose, happen if West Ham change their goalkeeper and they start the game well anything can happen and ultimately they won the game 1-0 and I just want to shout out Declan Rice because I'm a massive massive fan of his I think he's improving mm. I think he's improving a lot of people are trying to say he's got limitations on the ball but I feel that he just needs coaching and I think Pellegrini is a good coach to get the best qualities out of him and in the long run I think he's going to be a mainstay in the England centre midfield they'll look they'll look out they'll look out at this game when they're fifth and sixth in the league and think why didn't I just play the full team they will trust me because six points behind the Spurs side that's that Spurs still have to go to um, Chelsea still have to go to mm. Spurs mm-hmm. I, I just think it was a ridiculous time to drop <laughs> points Leicester got another home game they've got who, who Chelsea played next Villa uh, yeah, at home, at home, yeah, at home. yeah, that's going to yeah. be a tough game. Uh, uh, Bridge. I bet you Frank Lampard doesn't make that same mistake. <laughs> we'll, see <the> <laughs> we'll see that. So to be honest, that's a perfect segue into the next game. Um, obviously, uh, Tottenham were um, hosting Bournemouth at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, the third straight win on the bounce for for, for Jose, um, and and certainly Deli Ali looks like a man reinvigorated with a brace. I um, mean, it, it was a bit of a battle of the braces between him and Harry Wilson as well. Special shout out to him. Um, so I I really want to ask you guys what your thoughts are on that on on that game, but not just on that game. Also, one thing that could potentially be of worry is that in the past three games, Tottenham have conceded. Two They've been doing that all season. Is it just going to change over? I, I feel like, yeah, especially like coaching defense and um, defenses. Mm. Uh, when you just come in, mm. it's the first time Marino's ever gotten a job within mm. the season. It's going to take a while. Job, you know, mm. And most of the time when these goals are coming, I feel like the game's Pretty outside, 3-0 yeah. up. Mm. And then towards the end of the game, that lack of concentration, which I feel that Mourinho will work on. Mm-hmm. But, Obviously, it's a feel-good factor, the fact that you've gone up 3-0 anyway in the first mm, place. Mm. Some of the mistakes are a bit sloppy. But mm. Michael, um, this is a problem that's been rearing its head for Tottenham for a long time. They struggle to see out games. But the thing is, they're seeing out those games now. They're, they're winning more comfortably. Mm. It's not a battle to... Apart from the midweek game against um, the Champions League game, when they had to come back. The last two Premier League games, racing out ahead. Mm-hmm. It's just the thing that keeping that mental you know, be focused for the 90 minutes. They still haven't got that yet, you know, and coming in mid-season, I think that's a harder thing to, over the Christmas period, as you go into the new year, mm. you're probably going to see Spurs concede less of those mm. sloppy goals. I feel that it's one of those things that, like happened with Klopp, like happened with, um, who's the other manager? Um, I can't, um, um, Pep as well. Pep, oh yeah. Pep, when they're just leaking a lot of goals because mm. the attack, they're more yeah. about winning the games, mm-hmm. but slowly, even though, you know, Man City's defence has never ever been that good. 
because they were so good going forward, they weren't conceding mm. at all. Mm. They were like, and I feel that's the same thing that will happen with Spurs. Time will, but I think it's a good start for Mourinho. Hundred percent. Three wins in a row. Yeah, three wins in a row. You can't can't really complain. And what's his name looks a new player as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know one thing I really like about Mourinho is that. Um, he always has one player that he really like puts his arm around and keeps close to him. I think I, I think that relationship I, yeah. is. Do you know? What, yeah. and, and the thing is, because you, you saw it um, in his first training session, mm. you know, he, there, there were certain players that he spent a bit more time with, and Delhi Ali certainly was one. Well, he was he was videoed and pictured spending some some time with. Obviously, he had um, Ozil at Madrid, and he was like, "Look, he's the best number ten in the world." Mm. You know, there's no there's no there's not even a bad copy of him. At Chelsea, he had Hazard. It's like he takes one player and makes him believe that he's the best, best. thing yeah. in the world. And, and it pays dividends for the teams as well. You know? Of course. And he came out and said, you know what, Deli Ali, he's not a midfielder. He needs to be playing in the position where he's playing now, mm-hmm. which is a second striker. And mm-hmm. that's what he's done since he's gone into Tottenham. Go back to basics. Mm-hmm. And it's clever thinking, to be honest, because right now he's buying himself some time while he's winning, narrowing mm-hmm. those points and increasing the opportunity of top four and getting the tune out of certain players. And, yeah, I think they're on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. and I can see them breaking into that top four, as I said, even when Pochettino was at the helm. Even Dele Alli's goal was like, it was reminiscent of a prime number nine in his mm-hmm. prime. I mean, running in behind and just slotting it. I just want to mention Bournemouth quickly. Um, again, it's a typical Bournemouth performance. They go away from home, they concede a bunch of goals and ultimately <laughs> they lose the game. But I want to give a special mention to Harry Wilson because I think he's a terrific player. I'm How not sure if he's going to have a future at Liverpool. I think he's, he's got gonna, six they're goals. Sell him for yeah. good mm. amount of money. Um, we're talking about, I, mean, I think, him and Pepe 30, as well. 30, 30, mm. We're talking yeah. about who's going to get more goals out of Pepe and Harry Wilson. What's yeah. the score? Yeah, and I said, I said Harry Wilson for Pepe. You lot are saying Harry Wilson and Pepe. Yeah, like who will get the most non-penalty goals this season? Wow. Um, How many does Harry Wilson have in the league? I think five. And I think Pepe has one. But How many of those are non-penalties or set-pieces? So I know you got a set-piece against City. He got a set-piece yesterday. Um, did he bag a set-piece yesterday yeah, as yes, well? I think yeah. it's free. Newcastle and as well, he scored a goal. So he did he's a very good left foot. Is it left wow. foot? Yeah, yeah, so yeah he's, a, he's a very good player. Cultured player, yeah. Mm. You say that it was a comfortable win, but Bournemouth actually could have scored in the last yeah. game, but there was a mix-up between Callum Wilson and Harry Wilson, and ultimately, they it messed up. nothing, yeah. yeah. Mm. Fair play. Um, so moving on now, um, Liverpool hosted uh, Brighton at, uh, at Anfield. Um, and of course, the key talking point around this was this was just after um, City had dropped two points um, away at, at Newcastle. Um, and so, yeah, it was you know, Liverpool in with a chance to um, extend their lead at the top of the, uh, the Premier League to 11 points. Now, what's really interesting is um, if the, the, so there are a few other talking points. What Another one was you know, after the news of the injury to Fabinho, you know, who is going to come in and, you know, take up that responsibility mm. and, and step mm. up to the plate? Mm. Will it be uh, Ox? Will it be Keita? Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, the other thing I, I, I was thinking about is if I asked you, um, or I said to you, look, yeah, Liverpool uh, um, have, have scored two goals. You didn't have, you didn't watch the game. You didn't um, know anything about the game. And I asked you, Liverpool scored two goals. Who would who who do you think scored those goals? The last person on your lips would have been Van Dijk. The the person who assisted them, maybe you you would have you would have guessed correctly, mm-hmm. yep. but certainly not the goal scorer. Um, and Van Dijk obviously coming away with two goals was you know a, a stellar um, contribution from him. 
Um, so in in terms of the, the the performance of Liverpool and 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 all round, what what are your thoughts on the, on the game, guys? I feel like it was a good structured performance. Mm. Put the um, game away quite mm-hmm. early. Um, especially, it's always nice when you put a game away and you're not huffing and puffing to score the goals. Mm. Pretty how they scored was effective. Mm. I don't mm. care what anybody says. Crossing the ball into the box. <laughs> My cross and inshallah. <laughs> inshallah. That is the most effective, even in the best teams, whether it's a drilled ball or they curve the ball across. It's just the most effective way. And when mm. you've got a giant and you've got a great right back who can put the ball on the players head, I was, the only thing I was surprised about is that I'm su- Van Dijk hasn't scored much more. Mm. Like, especially, I don't know if the yep. thing that he doesn't go up for corners that much or because he's got great recovery speed mm-hmm. in case they get no Micah he even said like it's difficult for me to score from set pieces because they put their tallest yeah, men on yeah, the yeah, yeah. it's harder for like him but I feel like it was just a great performance for Liverpool mm-hmm. unfortunate about the Alisson I think like he just he didn't anticipate the situation clearly mm-hmm. I thought Lovren could would have cleared it mm-hmm. yeah, based mm-hmm. on what happened but you know it's it's it was more than enough to Obviously, it was shaky towards the end, mm. you know, conceded that um, quick free kick. But I still feel that Klopp will look at that game and be like, we got that out of the way. <laughs> that's mm. what he said. I think that's the most important. We got that out of the way. And that's the most important thing for Liverpool now. Mm-hmm. Like I said to you guys, 10 games in 30 days, just as they come, we're not looking to win 4-5-0. Just get the game over and done. We're making a lot of changes. Mm. I, feel it was, it was, I feel it was a good win for Liverpool. At the I, end. Mean, mm-hmm. I mean, 31 games unbeaten, which is now a club record. 14 consecutive home wins which is now a club record um, Trent Alexander-Arnold 17 assists from the start of last season no other player in the Premier League has had more I mean this is a record-breaking Liverpool team mm, mm. and I think we're going to see them win the Premier League this season with record-breaking points mm. um, just to go to the game I feel it was our worst performance of the season actually I think we were really really bad mm-hmm. I was watching the game and like this was like the first time I was like you know what I don't want to watch this anymore like after 80 minutes I was so frustrated because the front three were misfiring there was no sort of interchange between them mm-hmm. and and that's one thing that I've seen with Liverpool in recent weeks it seems that there's more individualism currently than literally working as a team, as a team yeah, and putting teams to the yeah. sword but as Marcus said, there's another box ticked and Liverpool keep the train tugging along mm-hmm. nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liverpool unbeaten in each of their last 98 Premier League games at Anfield when leading at half-time. You know, I mean, this team, they're just churning out some, you know, mad numbers. I mean, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I mean, we saw midweek how crucial he is to this Liverpool side. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't in the team, we looked clueless. We were giving the ball to Gomez mm-hmm. and poor old Gomez, he was expected to, you know, put in some virtuoso balls when he probably hasn't <laughs> yeah, got that nice in his locker. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, there's 38 Premier League games. You're not going to play well all of the games. So right now, it's a box ticking process. Get your wins and move on. Mm-hmm. And hopefully within January to February or March, we mm-hmm. can see those sterling performances. Mm-hmm. Also, another mitigating point, Salah. We all know he's still clearly suffering from the knock, but mm. he wants to play. And, you know, Fabinho, I think that might be a big miss for Liverpool, mm-hmm. but Henderson can come in and do a bit of a botch job, but we're relying on, you know, Keita or Oxlade-Chamberlain mm. to come in and, you know, help the team. So I think it's Liverpool's title. I think we've got seven fingers on that trophy and I've already started <laughs> making my plans for, for May's trophy parade. And, you know, I think we're going to win it by a canter. I think this title race will be sewn up in early to mid-April and I can't wait. do you know another interesting point um, that I saw come out was that um, Trent Alexander-Arnold needs 37 more assists 
in 430 appearances <laughs> to equal Paul Scholes' tally for United, which is very, oh, very interesting. to hit the tree in training. <laughs> <laughs> worry, that's a very interesting... That's interesting. We're coming for him. I was speaking about to somebody on the timeline the other day, just somebody who can cross. Mm. I don't think we've had... like In the previous eras, mm-hmm. we could count on probably about two, three... Mm-hmm. Great crosses of the ball, yeah, like yeah. great crosses of the ball. Yeah. In this era, we can count on. So all I can think was Beckham. Then we had um, Morton, Gamp, Pedersen, to oh, an yeah, yeah. extent, yeah, and then yeah, David, yeah. Um, David Bentley. Bentley. Yeah, but even yeah, when you yeah, look at the caliber of these players, they weren't. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You've yeah, now yeah, got yeah. great players who are putting the ball. Mm. Just they're putting. You know what? What I like about Trent and. KDB, they don't pull it on the player's head. They just pull it in the area that if anybody touches it, it's gonna go in. And that's a good, that's a good crosser. Mm. You know, Beckham was more about I need to pull it on your head to score. They're like, let me just pull it in that area. If it just everybody's. So I just feel it's a testament to. I've always said I think he's the best right back in the league. Like Mm. he's not my preference, but his effect of the game is just nuts. Mm. So where do you rank him in other fullbacks in the world? In the world, fullback. Fullbacks. He's the best right back in the world. You think so? Who who else is there? Kimmich. Yeah, people try to say. But he's, he's, he, I think he's moved midfield now, isn't it? So I don't. Know he if... was always a midfielder. Move. Who else is there? I agree. Um, Robertson is the best fullback in the world. Yeah, Ooh. Robertson. Um, yeah, Trent yeah, Alexander yeah, yeah. is the best right back in the okay, world. Yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah, you, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair point. All right. So let's let's move on now. Um, but sorry, one concern is that Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet <laughs> at Anfield this season, which needs to be nipped in the bud. We mm. need a clean sheet. Fair point. Very valid point. Um, now, uh, Norwich hosted um, Arsenal at Carrow Road. Um, and <laughs> um, I guess the, the, the key talking points uh, before this game was obviously it was the first um, game in charge for, for Freddie Jumberg um, after Unai Emery got the sack. Um, and before kickoff, you saw the, the team selection, which was one that raised a few eyebrows given yeah. that it, it almost seemed and felt like uh, Freddie was trying to make a statement with the inclusion of some of the names mm. um, he brought Xhaka back in Mustafi um, you know uh, Kalasinac and and obviously those 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 uh, three players in particular haven't really be fa- been fan favourites of, of of late mm. so for him to, to to start them and give them the vote of confidence was was definitely a talking point ahead mm. of the game mm. um of course uh, uh puki hasn't hasn't uh you know uh, been scoring um uh, f- uh, of late mm-hmm. so you know there there was that that debate you know will will he you know break his duck in this game so on and so forth every day arsenal just Letting, uh, oh. <laughs> just giving people careers <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so <laughs> and within the game there were loads of different talking points the missed penalty from Obama Yang and then yeah Lo- loads of stuff like that um, who wants to take this one away what are your thoughts on the game yeah like to be honest when I was watching that game mm. before the game I was thinking you know Arsenal win this game perfect game for them for Freddie Lundberg to start his reign as the boss but then I looked at the team and I saw Louise, Mustafi, Kalasinac, and I thought, this isn't a man that's helping himself. Mm. I mean, when you're taking the helm in your first you know, game in charge, you're meant to play your strongest team. Mm-hmm. I would have stuck with Papadopoulos, personally. I would have mm. played Kieran Tierney. Mm. And, I, I disagree. Ah, this, this Socrates is probably yeah. being one of the, the worst, worst centre-backs. Centre-back so yeah. would you put Mustafi over him? Yeah. Currently, Currently. yes. 
I'm not sure about that. I mean, we even saw in the game, Mustafi mm. was stripping a few times. <laughs> there was a time for one of the goals. And he, he, he was struggling. Let's be real. And to be oh, honest, did you see the way um, Pookie turned him? Yeah. Fine, it was. It was breakdancing. Yeah, like, and a lot of Arsenal fans, from what I've seen, have been criticizing Freddie Lumber. They were saying this was a man that was there during the Unai Emery reign, mm. and he wasn't much of a voice. So putting him in charge is like, what are they doing, kind mm. of thing. And mm. I just think. Arsenal are in a tricky position. I wasn't expecting a blistering performance from them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it takes time to, you know, come over the sacking and get your mind in the right place of, you know, frame of mind. But mm. I just think going forward, Arsenal are in danger of letting this top four race slip. Mm-hmm. They're going to need to appoint someone quickly and timely to get themselves back in that race, similar to what Tottenham have done. Mm. But whether they're leaving it a bit too late, I think they are. You think they had the top four? Yeah, I think if they nah. appoint someone and they can go in a run... It's not happening. I think, top, I think, I think top four's wrapped up, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. I think top four's wrapped up. I said it as well. After up. this no. weekend, I, f- I think it's wrapped up. I so don't as know, it is now. Yeah. Top, no. well, top no, no. three, I feel that the fourth is interchangeable, but the top three, I mm. think, is done. So the fourth between Chelsea and Tottenham. And Tottenham, yeah. depending on... I don't, Arsenal don't have a chance. Arsenal don't have a prayer mm. to make top four. I it's think... not possible. That that team is bad. Is a bad team. I don't mm. see them going that far in Europa. I don't think. I, I just feel like there's so much that needs to be taken out. Yeah. A lot of the players. A lot of the awful. players right now. We say this every time, but a lot of the players there are just not good, and they're not just being used properly. Mm. You have a 72 million pound winger. You're leaving him on the bench. You're not starting Torreira. You're starting. To be to be fair, let me not lie. Um, Guendouzi. I just think he just runs around. I don't really think... I don't really think... I don't really think... I'm, I'm being dead serious. I don't think... I think Arsenal fans make it... He's a good player, yeah, but the level... I don't... If a player... Micah. If a player is starting that many games mm. in this team, there's a problem. Yeah. Because he's yeah, not a midfield... Yeah, of course, of it's not like a Fabregas where it was like, yes, this is somebody who's going to be one of the best midfielders in the league. Mm-hmm. We're playing him now where his talent was. If you're starting him... As your main centerpiece in the midfield, yeah, that's a problem. There's, some, there's, yeah. there's an issue there. I, I think that's that's a big problem, mm. and they just have to do their best to move on from him. Um, not um, um, Shaka, move on from Bellerin. I think that he's lost uh, a yard. Said that I don't he think he's shot not, to pieces. Yeah, now. Just, does, just doesn't look as good. And mm. it's I feel like right now they need to make the changes if they want to win mm. or they want to move forward. They've got some, you know, they've got some big pieces. Mm. If they don't think they can do it now sell him and just move on or you're just going to be wandering in and around this area for mm. this for a long time that's yeah. what I think I'm going to get you guys I'm, view on you know Aubameyang Lacazette because think, for me I think Lacazette he's not good enough of a striker to put Aubameyang on the wings in my this, opinion I think, I've not been a fan sorry that I'm just going to quickly go back to the game I think there's a bit of positives to take from Arsenal yeah. I think they were good in the first 45 minutes I saw interchange that I haven't seen for for a while when it comes to Arsenal. I saw the players linking up well. There was lots of movement in the final third and it was a bit unlucky not to put Norwich to the sword. Um, I think old habits crept in in the second half and they started, you know, defending a lot and, you know, giving the impetus to Norwich to attack them. Mm. And Norwich played really, really well. I think Campwell was back to his best. He was unreal man of the match performance. Two he was getting into those well. half spaces. Mm. Really unlucky not to get a second goal. Um, linked up well with Pukey. And it's good to see Pukey break his goal drought. Um, you know, Daniel Fark seems to be getting a tune out of his players. But just to go back to Dej's question in terms of the Obama Young um, Lacazette um, so, Cottledrum, I, I, I feel that 
for Arsenal to be balanced, they need to revert to a 4 3 3. And Lacazette should be sold, in my opinion. I think yeah. they need to get two out and out wingers, whether it's Pepe on the right, Zaha on the left. Zaha, Saka, or Bay. As in Bay Saha. Bay Saha from Crystal Palace okay. in the summer. Mm. Put him on the left, put Pepe on the right. Aubameyang, you're my striker for the next two years and build with that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Get class centre-backs in. Saliba's going to be there next summer because mm-hmm. that Arsenal team have a decent base. There's some good players there. They just need to get the manager to get the best out of mm-hmm. those players mm-hmm. so we can see it on a weekly basis. But they, they're they not going to... This is the thing with Arsenal. You can say it as much as you like. They're not going to do it. Other That's teams I've seen act on it. I haven't seen Spurs act like that in... Well, I've seen them act like that mm-hmm. within the last... But that is ruthless just taking Bin the butch. manager or moving somebody else can Arsenal do it and I, don't I feel like the problem right. now is not even the manager or the players now I feel like the problem is the board a mm. week what, board. what mm. do you want to do if Arsenal make no changes I just see that this is their level I don't think they want if if you're a club and you want to do movements you do want to do a good thing mm. you done um, what's his name Pepe by another winger, like you said. You can't play Aubameyang the... on the wing. Mm. You can't leave it with Lacazette up top. It's, it, it's Theoretically, it's nice to have somebody on the wheel. But mm. when you watch the games, it's not working. Mm. Michael, the thing is about the Pepe signing. It's like getting silk curtains without having a roof on your house. It just... <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just hope, like you said, because they've got a good base. If they don't, If they don't get it right then a lot of these players who are on garbage contracts, I just believe that we're just using Arsenal for the for the brand that it is. Mm. I feel like more right now they're using Arsenal to uplift their profile rather than <laughs> them using it to uplift the profile of the club. Mm. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. That's how I think it is. Fair play. Um, now, United hosted uh, uh, Villa uh, Old Trafford. Um, again, it was, it was one of those results today that ended in a draw. Um, we had sort of goals from uh, Jack Grealish. I think that one was definitely the pick of the punch. Probably um, goal of the weekend, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. KDB, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is an argument. <laughs> um, I, where, do, where do we start with this one? Every every manager that we've spoken about in recent weeks that's uh, come under fire, um, you know, it, it has been with, 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 with uh, good cause. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Oli had or and has been, but it does definitely feel like he's gone under the radar recently. I think maybe because there's been so much activity happening at other clubs Around, with other yeah, managers, yeah, yeah. he's just sort of slipped under the radar, and 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 people aren't um, shining a spotlight on on the performances that United have been putting in. But of course, at home uh, to Villa, not taking all three points, of course, is is is, is criminal. What what are your thoughts on on that game, guys? It's just when I talk about Man United, I don't know what to say anymore. Mm. That hasn't already it's been just, said. It? Mm. It's for me. I said it three weeks ago. They're mid-table team. They win one, they lose one, they draw one. That's that's Man United nowadays. Mm. And as you said, Oli's gone under the radar. But I think this Man United board, they're now settled and content with mediocrity. If they really wanted to act, pull the trigger and put that lad out of his misery because Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not up to task. So when I look at the team, man, there's a real lack of quality. I mean, let's go for their starting eleven. I mean, mm. you've got De Gea, you've got what Wan Bissaka, you've got Maguire, Vindelof, Williams, a young player. Mm. I mean, this is where it gets you know nasty when you get into the midfield. <laughs> Herrera, Fred, 
James, Mata, Rashford, Martial. I mean, in this Wait, team... Wait, Mata started? Mata started with his walking Mata's stick. Mata's still starting games. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. When you look at the team, okay, the three difference makers, James, Rashford and Martial. Mm. If they have an off game, then Man United can't win the game. So when you're yeah, relying dead, your whole structure attackers. on three players... Dead. I don't think three it it's not sustainable. Is good enough to put a team to the sword. Mm. A front three is good enough. Arsenal not every week. Bamiyang and Lacazette. Not every week, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think those players, especially yeah. with their fitness record as well, these are players that aren't robust. They get injured. And I think, to be honest, it's a quality issue. We can talk about Oli all we like, mm-hmm. but they need to make the signings in the next two or three transfer windows to help Oli if he's still going to be why at the helm. Why would you build a house with no foundation? When I look at Man United, do you think they've been backed enough? Would in you the build board? a house with no foundation? I'm asking the question, do you think that squad is quality <laughs> enough to get top four as it is right now? But I don't... Whose problem is that? Who's who, who's 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 at fault for that? It's the board. If I, look at, if I look at United now, how many players would you say that are top five within their position in the league? The Gea. In the league. The Gea. Wambisaka. Maguire. It's 50-50. Keep going. Pogba. I think who that's, doesn't who that, doesn't play yeah. by the way I think that's where it stops yeah Rashford's a stretch we have to be well top five in his position no, he's yeah, he's a, stre- yeah he's, he's a stretch yeah he's a stretch that's not. what I'm saying I don't Marshall, think yeah. he's see, see with the thing with, <laughs> it's with, a quality issue that's with, what I'm trying to say let's factor the fact that we said about structure Man mm. United have no structure and it's the same problem that I said about Man United that relates to Arsenal. They're moving like teams that want to stay within the mid-table. Mm. And it's kind of disappointing. You're saying that, are they backed or are they backed or not? Poor scouting. £72 million on Pepe, waste of money. £85 million on Maguire, waste of money. Now you tell me the teams that they have left from, look at the current state of their teams. Lille, how are they performing? In the Champions League, doing well. big things. Mm. Leicester, within the league, doing big things. And they've taken that money from United. United are just seen as a joke. A, a club now that has money, mm-hmm. they know that, okay, we've got a commodity here. They want to go for Madison. Trust me. that. But is that all his fault? No, but at the end of the day, you have to, as a manager, you give off on these transfers. Oli spoke about the fact that they wanted Maguire in the summer. You paid £85 million. You looked at the rest of the squad. You sold Lukaku. Fair enough, you can sell him. I didn't think he was needed at United at that time. You sold him, didn't replace him. Got rid of um, some players in the midfield. Is that Sanchez. all you thought, though? Yes, because you're the manager. You go to the board and say... You, you can't it say... Mm. You can't I think the board have hung him out to dry, personally. You can't tell me the board haven't backed him when he said that he's content with what he has. Yeah. There's been no noise. It's, it's different from Mourinho. Mourinho said, I don't have a defender. I don't have a defender. He kept on barking about, I don't have and a this, defender. But this is my problem, Michael. Oli's a yes man. You can't have a yes man in charge of the biggest it's, football club it's, in the it's, world. It's a club Publicly, he's saying the right things, but privately, he will know that he's been hung out to dry. I don't, but what are we seeing on the pitch that's making him hang out to dry? You're in charge of picking your team. You're in charge of providing structure. What structure has he provided to United? Obviously, Man United, they're a counter-attacking team, but they haven't got the players to carry out that instruction. You don't have enough players to carry out that instruction? Yes. You you don't have enough? Yes. So, within Daniel James, Marshall and Rashford, you don't have enough quality there to carry out a counter-attacking team? Yeah, but in the midfield, you need a player to be able to feed them. And And in that midfield structure, they haven't got the players. And what happened, you had the whole summer to get a midfielder. Mm -hmm. Did they get that done? They didn't get it done. But again, is that Oli? Is Oli's issue? That's that's the, that's the manager's issue. You I think it's a boardroom you, level you, you because they were rumoured to want Fernando or who, Fernandez. Fernando, did yeah, they get it done? They didn't get it they done. Did, okay, but did they get Maguire done? They did get okay, it done. Okay, so why would you spend... How can you tell me that the board doesn't back you if you spend £85 million on a centre-back mm-hmm. and you don't want to get a midfielder? The issue is the replacements. We've seen Fellaini left. 
Herrera left. And he allowed them to leave. Yeah, I know, but he probably done it under the proviso that some replacements will be brought in and they weren't brought in. And and as a manager, you prepare what who you look at the market before you let those players go. Who are we going to buy? What are we going to bring in? So you're saying the forecasting was poor then? I I feel Mm. like he he is not a competent enough manager or coach to get the job done for United. Like you said, a yes man, I feel like United was blinded by... Do you think he's been given the best chance possible to succeed? Of course. You think so? They let him take control of the club. He sold all the players he wanted to sell. Woodward Woodward didn't sell Lukaku. Woodward didn't sell Sanchez. Who sold him? Social, social said, you know, you're not, you're not going to be playing. I'm going to let you go. If you, if you're in charge of making those decisions, you can't now tell me that he's not in charge of making decisions. Who's coming into the club? A manager is supposed to have full um, autonomy or whatever they call the mm-hmm. word and disclosure of what's happening with transfers in the club. He said that we're going to go after a younger team. This mm. is, this is what we're going to like. British, 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 yeah. British, and he got what he wanted. No, I'm sure in terms of incomings, I'm sure he wouldn't have wanted, you know, his pants to be pulled down this much. I'm sure he expected <laughs> more players coming in and he's been done by the board in my opinion. You feel the, so yeah. you would say that you would let go of both Solskjaer and Edward or whoever's in touch. If anything, if he's going to leave, I think there has to be a structural issue. When we look at the best clubs in the world, Liverpool, City, there's a structure behind it. How much and, How much money do you think he needs to spend to make this club look better? Apart from that, let's say Maguire aside, 85 million aside for the Maguire, mm-hmm. how much do you think if they back him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's say he spends another 150 million and the squad is not playing let's say Pub was fit and mm-hmm. the squad is now still not playing up to standard where do you now go from there because that's how I Michael, see it. I just think I just think the 85 million spent on Maguire is all you need to know about Man United <laughs> it's just as simple as that they're not competent in the transfer market and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wanted um, Maguire but he's not the man to elevate you to the next Liverpool level spent to, but he's a, P, he's a piece of the jigsaw let's be honest to, to be honest we could spend a whole episode of just course. on this on, the, on this mm. topic um, but for the sake of time let's move on um, now, Wolves hosted um, uh, Sheffield United at, at the Molyneux. Um, and, and to be honest, going into the game, two uh, teams that are in, in, in good form at the moment. Um, so certainly uh, one, for the, one for the purists. Um, uh, uh, and, and ultimately, the game ended in a, a 1-1 draw. Um, Sheffield uh, went up uh, 1-0 early on, uh, courtesy of a Lise, uh, Lise Mousset goal. And you're thinking, oh, they're just going to continue their, their their run of form away from away from home, um, and then sort of Wolves managed to rescue a point via a goal from Matt Do- uh, Doherty mm-hmm. um, in in a 64th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Raúl Jiménez, um, mm-hmm. who's been you know in in, in, in great mm-hmm. form of, uh, 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 of late, and he managed to get the assist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the game, guys? I just think Lise Musay is a player that shows you that like some players just suit systems. I mean, when he was at Bournemouth, he didn't really get a look in. He looked like a fish out of water when he used to come on from the bench. He was a player that was, you know, devoid and deprived of confidence. Mm. But he's gone to Sheffield United and Chris Wilder's put an arm around his shoulder. And this goes back to my point about man management. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not always the technocrat terminologies. We need to analyse this, analyse that. Sometimes you just need to put an arm around your players and say, you know what? You're a good player. I believe in you. Make these runs. Keep getting into the opportunity to score. And mm-hmm. you're going to score goals. And that's mm-hmm. what we're saying with Luis Misate. So credit Chris Wilder mm-hmm. for the terrific job that he's doing with him. I mean, when you look at the Premier League table, like these are probably two of the teams that are, you know, overperforming mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. in those lofty positions. I mean, Wolves, you know, 
you know, six, Sheffield United, seven. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them are on long, unbeaten runs mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a game where, you know, Sheffield United, they haven't lost away this season. Mm-hmm. And Wolves, they haven't lost in a while as well. So it's probably, Wolves would have probably expected to win that game, That's being a home game. Yeah. But Sheffield United, they're stern opposition. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been to, what, Tottenham's new stadium. They've been to Chelsea as well, not lost the game. So they're doing well and... Yeah, it just it's a point that keeps both of them ticking along. Mm-hmm. I think two of the best teams in the Premier League in relation of structure mm-hmm. and how they play. Mm-hmm. I think um, if you can't beat the opposition, make it hard for them to beat you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we saw um, between the two of them. Wolves started the season poorly and I think that was just because of long Europa, Europa League stuff. season. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They managed to navigate through Europa League and they've just shot right back, back up the yeah, Premier League yeah, table. So yeah. I think Nuno is a great, great manager. I feel that I know they say Arsenal will go, but I don't think Arsenal's. I think Arsenal's too much of a step yet. I still feel like he needs, he needs some more time mm, with. Mm. Um, what, what do you think of Everton? For who knew? Job, Nuno. yeah. In terms of, I don't think Everton have that. I don't want to because be harsh, but I don't think they have the quality of Wolves in some mm. in some positions. Because mm. Everton have gone for the expansive manager Roberto Martinez, Marco Silva, the next best thing since sliced bread. Surely they need a manager that's going to be pragmatic and Nuno fits that bill, don't you think? I think think that's the problem is that too many teams are making the jump when there's not structure within the team. Mm. So as you can see now, Wolves, if somebody comes into Wolves and says, Mm. I want to take you to the next level, there's a structure in place there. Mm. Sheffield United, they can go into the market and be like, this is how my team is playing. You're going to play because this is the... It's not like where... If they get somebody like a Zaha that goes to Wolves or goes to Sheffield, that's a big time difference maker to whatever to whatever they've currently got and I think like Everton they don't have a structure a lot of these clubs we, we just spoke about um, Steve Bruce what has he put there a structure you need a structure mm. in place first before you're going to do well mm. and unfortunately a lot of other teams in the Premier League don't have that which is why they're easy to beat some of the good teams <laughs> in the Premier League now mm. which are solid mid-table teams Burnley Wolves Sheffield structure they have an you know, identity identity mm. they're solid mm-hmm. in what they can do not Great, not bother mm-hmm. but those are the things that keep you in the Premier League. Of what course. now takes you to the next level is if you improve the quality within that structure. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you improve, improve, like you swap Chris Wood and um, have Barnes for mm. you know, Latoro Martinez and Lukaku, yeah, 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 yeah. that takes you to <laughs> another level yeah, because yeah, you're improving yeah. the quality. Mm-hmm. And a lot Everton they ain't got a structure, unfortunately. So that's where I see. That's where you see the map. That's <laughs> Fair, fair point. All right. Um, moving on now. So Burnley uh, uh, hosted um, uh, Palace at Turf Moor. And, you know, just like we, we've been talking about, the, the structure that um, uh, Burnley have and, and in particular the, the, their striking partnership of, of Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood and the, the fact that they've been performing so well um, together of late. Mm. You, of course, you know, you, 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 you expected Palace to put up a, a fight, but... I mean, on on recent form, you would you would have expected uh, Burnley to take something away from that, mm. um, but it was um, uh, Palace that came away with all uh, three points, courtesy of goals from uh, uh, Zahar and, and and Jeffrey Schlupp. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? I think, okay. as Dej likes to say, Nick Pope in goal was like having CCTV but leaving your front door wide <laughs> open. I mean. <laughs> Two errors. <laughs> I mean, weak hands for Wilfred Saha's goal and for Jeffrey Schlupp's goal. I mean, he wouldn't like to look at that again. It was it was terrible goalkeeping. Mm. 
just to go back to the game, Crystal Palace, they're that kind of team that you just know away from home. They're, they're a threat to anyone. Mm-hmm. At Selhurst Park, they usually lose a lot of games and they win most of their points away yeah, from they home. Don't, don't make any um, sense. Though. The thing is, that it, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of does because the dynamic of their team is a counter-attacking Attacking team. team. Mm. The profile of their team is a team that's going to do better away from home. Whereas when there's pressure on them to break down an old block, they don't really have that guy in midfield or that mm. quality mm. to break down the team. So when there's space away from home that's when they're really really opponent in attack mm-hmm. I think Roy Hodgson's doing a great job he's another manager that's reinvented himself a lot of people call him a dinosaur but really and truly he's adapted with the times he's improved as a manager mm-hmm. and it's a great great win for Crystal Palace yeah it's just good to see Zaha you know on the score sheet again that's two and two now mm. so he's building a bit of momentum and mm. Crystal Palace again if they're going to do anything serious they need Zaha to be in top form mm. but I think the next stage for um, Roy Hodgson is to make them into a more complete team because mm-hmm. everyone just knows them as this counter-attacking team. Mm-hmm. How about adding, you know, a creative midfield in that midfield mm-hmm. and making them a team, you know, with different it's layers more, rather yeah. than just a one-trick pony? Mm-hmm. But again, when I saw this fixture, you know, potential banana skin, you know, mm-hmm. Palace away. I think they won their last season or they got a result. Yeah, oh, yeah I, think I think they won. Twice, twice yeah, I think Bashuai scored from mm-hmm. a Wan-Bissaka assist, mm-hmm. so I think they won last season. So again, Palace on the road. I said it last week that they've got a run of, you know, six games coming up that I expect them to take points from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've started in a good vein of form. So I think they'll always be a team that stays in the Premier League Mm -hmm. because they've got that quality in the the attacking third. Mm -hmm. But what will be interesting to see is when Wilfred Zaha leaves, Mm -hmm. how will they reinvent themselves? Mm -hmm. The reason why I think Palace will be all right, it goes back to the point that Michael was making about having a structure. Mm -hmm. When I see Palace, I see them as a team with structure. Mm. They know what they want. They know what kind of profile they want. And ultimately, I think if they get the money, the big money for Wilf, they'll replace him adequately. They're very good away from home though, mm. Palace. Mm. Not so good at home because mm. I feel like they're set up for the counter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But away from home, they've... When I looked at the fixture, I was just like, mm. okay, I can see. <laughs> I can see. They took some points. I think they went away with all points last season. Last season. Zaha yeah, was yeah. really good in that game. So, you know, unfortunately, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, the Burnley manager would sure, be, a bit, yeah, yeah. be a bit disappointed <laughs> yeah. by that, but Actually, it's one of those it's, it's one of those games where you could just got to move on to the next one. They've yeah, had yeah. a good run. You, there's going to be a blip somewhere. They'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and finally, um, Southampton hosted uh, Watford at St Mary's. I'm so Obviously, happy. Obviously, we uh, we spoke um, a, a little bit just now about um, you know them sacking their uh, manager. That's uh, Watford. That is, mm. um, and and who are the likely uh, or the, the the first initial likely candidate for for that role? Um, we were speaking a bit off air about um, Watford as well, um, weren't we? Um, mm. Southampton seem to now be sort of building a bit of confidence. Uh, Danny Ings keeps on scoring, which mm-hmm. is which 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 is great. If you're gonna um, do well, you always need the top striker goals, scoring yeah, in the yeah. goals, hundred um, percent. And and so obviously you know Southampton winning two one. Um, of course, we're gonna hear the perspective from from both sides of of, of the fence here. But um, I, I guess, like I said off air, the the general consensus was that the the table felt like Watford um, are gonna go. Uh, this season, hundred yeah, um, percent, and 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 um, so yeah. So before we, we we do a bit of a deep dive into to Watford, what are your thoughts on 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 the game? That was the proverbial six pointer. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to Southampton, they had to win that game. 
You know, they've been on a wretched run of form. You know, they rebuilt their confidence last week with a credible point away at um, Arsenal, which they should have won. And, you know, winning this game has, you know, put them in a decent position. But again, we're talking about big decisions in games, costing managers jobs. I mean, the Referee Association came out and said yesterday that Danny Ings' equaliser should not have been given. And we've basically seen that that's cost a manager, his job. Really? Why did they say it shouldn't have been Because they hit um, Gineppo's hand, but the oh, VAR yeah. camera couldn't Could see that. And then they saw it 10 minutes later and they were like, oh my God, we've made like a clangor. Um, wow. That's so disappointing. Mm. But I think, I think Watford's issue is wider than that. I think, you know, Gino Pozo, they've been treading on thin, a thin oh, thread for a while. Time, and yeah. I think finally it's caught up on them. I mean, I was never a fan of the reappointment of Kiko Sanchez Flores. When I saw that, I was like, Zero sense. why are you going back with the yeah. old? Yeah. It's like lazy. It's, yeah. it's lazy. It's very lazy. When you bring mm-hmm. someone back, it never ends well. And I mean, to only give him, what, nine games in charge, I think that's pretty embarrassing, really. You need to give a manager time. Mm. And I was never a fan of sacking Javi Grazia because I thought he was a really, really good manager. I said that this is a manager that can manage in the top eight. Mm. Um and I think Watford, when you look at their team player for player, I know a lot of you guys on the table are fans of some of their players, but <laughs> I think Bard the Corey, I don't see much quality there. I know Delafu, he's a talented player. Prera, he's another talented player. But these players are not players that are going to perform for you and deliver week in, week out. Mm. And ultimately, I see Watford going down this season, which is going to be really unfortunate because I don't see them coming back for a while. So what would you say they're a bottom three table team or they're just mismanaged? Do you think they're one of the worst three squads in the league? I think they're mismanaged. Yeah, I think they're mismanaged. I don't think they're one of the worst three, but I just think they've hit the buffers. I think they've hit the buffers and I don't really see them breaking out of this rut because getting a third manager in the season, it's just, it's unheard of. And Mm. who they're going to bring in that's going to do a firefighting job? Mm. Big Sam. Well, Chris Hewton. I mean, again, (laughs) they're a team that lack the structure. I mean, structure has been a theme throughout this podcast today and Mm -hmm. you know they're probably gonna look to appoint someone like a Chris Hewton just to set them up do a basic 4-4-2 job Mm. and you know try and be solid because right now I thought they'll stay up and I still think they've got a chance of staying Mm. up because when I look at their quality do you think Watford are gonna stay up? yeah man I think they've got the quality in their squad 8 points they ain't staying up Mm. I mean (laughs) you know Troy Deeney he's coming back from injury I think he's a big lead in that camp and I think he can get the goals to get them out of this rut in my opinion. Oh, man. Them, so, them based, off, based off of that, who do you think would then go down? Okay, if I'm you think, uh, because you've got uh, Watford, I think the you've got now. Southampton, yeah. you've got... Norwich. That one's winding me up because I'm a massive fan of Houston Hotel. I thought he was going to be the first manager to get sacked this season, to be fair. I'm surprised he still had his job for this long. I don't think he's been given the environment to flourish. I think the Southampton board had to back him in the summer and they, they didn't. I mean, their marquee signing was Che Adams, who's clearly not good enough for this level. <laughs> so the three that I think will go down will be, I think Norwich will go. I think I they're, they're put, free, yeah. I think they're putting up a valiant effort, but I think it's going to end in tears, unfortunately. <laughs> I think uh, Southampton will go as well Come because on, of man. the quality in their squad <laughs> and the lack on. of backing they've received. Mm. I like Kassanato, but I think they'll go down. And also, I've been banging on about Brighton. I know they play the right way, but I can see them going down. I think they're going to be playing championship what? football and they'll stick with Graham Potter, mm. to be honest. So what? I can see those are the three that I see going down. 
Do you guys disagree with with with, with those? Picks? I think so. yeah, I, I knew. So, I thought Southampton were going down. <laughs> Mike is so smug about that. <laughs> I'm yeah. just. I just. I, I remember when I would, I went on a podcast and they said, "Who did you think?" And I said, "Southampton." I said, "I'm quite confident <laughs> mm. that Southampton are going to go down." Mm. Um, stole three points. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I think was Still. important. <laughs> no, I think it showed, so, which was important. Um, I did, a lot of heart, I, yeah, it showed a lot of heart. But then I just feel that they're one of the teams who are in the relegation period right now, mm-hmm. where I think that they don't have the. I think they don't have the ability to go two, three games winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. especially if it's at home or not. I don't think their home form or their away form is like. Sometimes you would think when Newcastle were in the bottom three, you just knew that St. James's Park was going to be a tough place yeah, to go regardless. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to St. Mary's Stadium and thinking, this we're thinking, we're going yeah, yeah. yeah, to get to, when they get the three points. Norwich, I can still, Norwich is still a tough place to go, mm. as we can see, and their kind of football is expansive, progressive. I can still see them, let's say in the transfer market, getting one or two players that may aid their cause. Mm. But as I see it, no, I, I'm not really confident and mm. I'm confident in Villa doing what yeah, they need to do yeah. so yeah. unless Newcastle I didn't know Brighton had dipped so far into the table because I remember seeing them in the top half of the table earlier in the season, season. Yeah. so I just think yeah I, I don't I don't think Southampton have it I don't think they have enough so we mm. teams, I think I say? think sorry Dej, I think that was their first home win of the season and I think that can have a bounce effect on them I think I see them going on a decent run at home cool all right Fair, fair, fair play. So now we've um, uh, had a review of each of the weekend's fixtures. Um, we're going to go into the next segment, which is the unpopular opinion. Um, the most recent Ooh. one was, was it Tunj? Yeah. yeah. Um, and his take was that outside of Messi and Ronaldo, the next best player on current form in the world is is Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. Um, we put out a poll, didn't we? What was what was the result of that poll? Who, what were, I think I think it was was it Mane? I think, Mane I think or Lewandowski? Or Lewandowski? Yeah, it's got to be Lewandowski, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, yeah. So who, who's who's going to take us away this <laughs> I, week? I guess this week, yeah. Okay. There's a huge amount of irony with this because you just mentioned Cristiano Ronaldo and I love our unpopular opinion and I could already see Micah looking at me through the side of his eye. Mm-hmm. But my unpopular opinion is the Ballon d'Or ceremony is tomorrow and if I see Cristiano Ronaldo in the top 10 of that list, it is an utter joke and a shambles. I saw the preliminary, uh, preliminary list. I don't know if it, it was came correct. Fourth or something, came it? fourth. So it was... Uh, Messi, Van Dijk, Salah, Salah. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo, and then Mane. Then Mane. So Messi's one. Mm. Well, I don't know if that's true, but that's that's the list. I don't know what's definite or not. I mean, but I surely that... there's been ten players better than Ronaldo this season. I'm sorry, like he's <laughs> he's getting the credit because of his club. He hasn't mm. been the same player. Mm. What did he do in Italy? Yeah, he won a league title. Juventus always win a league title. I think uh, the UEFA Nations as well. Played, uh, well, because of one performance, come on, Mike. It does sway. We've seen what one performances could do. So, you, uh, I, I don't agree with it. So, don't get me wrong. Okay, but. we're saying UEFA Nations. Okay, mm. cool, UEFA Nations. Bernardo Silva won five trophies last season and he's not going to be in the top five of that list. So, that means it renders these type of awards null and void. I wouldn't say just like trophies, I'll say like Bernardo was played it was Ex- good, insane good level performances. Mm. With it. But I feel that. It's just, like you said, it's just a clap. But I also have to say that he is still a decisive player. 
And Champions I feel that, yeah, League. Mm. He scored the Champions League hat trick yeah, against Athletic, uh, uh, Atletico. Those kind of things still keep you in relevant. the. Yeah. Keep you relevant. Mm. I do feel that money proper robbed. I really feel if I were going to give anybody the Ballon d'Or, I'd have given it to him. Mm. Mainly because of not just. Yes, he, I don't think his individual performances were up to Messi's standard in relation to that, but I would say his individual performances in relation to what he achieved would give me the edge. Like, he's just been such a big difference maker, club and country, you know, like his But I have no qualms if they give... I, I feel like the top 10 should just be Liverpool players, Messi, Liverpool players, and City. You know, <laughs> and a few Ajax players as well. Ajax, 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 players. Ajax is yeah. not even a contender. I mean, Andy Robertson's not even on the list, but Trent Alexander is. And this is what I'm trying to say. It's a popularity mm. contest. Of because course. Trent had the corner... Yeah, he qualifies for the list. Mm. <laughs> I mean, when you look at Ronaldo, yeah. he's probably there over the... Or because of the body of work that he's accrued mm. yeah, in yeah, the yeah. last 10 Basically. years. And mm. Obviously, you've got to respect that. But for me, there should only be one winner, and that's Van Dijk. Obviously, mm. he had a phenomenal season last mm. year. But the issue is, when Messi has a normal season, it's still spectacular. Mm. Yeah. That's the sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. I think Van Dijk will be winning that award, you know, tomorrow, and rightly so. Fair play. And just to wrap things up now, um, as always, we've got to have our favourite segment, which is the prospect of the week. Mm -hmm. So uh, the regular listeners will be very familiar with this segment. If you're not, um, and it's your first time listening, the prospect of the week, um, uh, not as the the, the title suggests, actually, is a a bad thing. Um, It's not a good thing. It is a player or a manager um, or a figure within football um, who has been in the spotlight and, and, and been performing at the top level for uh, quite some time, but has put in a performance or made some decisions that have been highly questionable, um, uh, uh, setting up their team in a bad way, um, howlers in press conferences, baggy touches, overhit passes, rash challenges, the lot, basically. Um, so oh, with, no, with, okay. with, with that being said... Um, <laughs> Who, I want to kick off. Who, who is your prospect of the week? Doc? You know, on this podcast, we don't stick to the Premier League all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go left field. I mean, I've been looking at this team closely because I love Lewandowski. For mm-hmm. me, one of the best number nines, you know, mm-hmm. he was bad um, in, in the world. And unfortunately, it's not Lewandowski, though. So, oh. But the player I'm going to call out is Felipe Coutinho. This is just for bad people, isn't it? Yes. So this is a player that left Liverpool to chase his dream at Barcelona and be successful at Barcelona. Barcelona said, hey, Coutinho, you're not good enough. The fans don't like you. We don't like you. So we're going to flog you to Germany. Coutinho says, okay, last resort, I'm going to go to Germany. Yeah, I'm going to have a whale of a time in Germany. Goes to Germany. Hasn't been great. Was on the bench yesterday. Came on for the last 20 minutes. Didn't have a great performance. So, Coutinho, if you're listening, you're my prospect of the week. <laughs> what was funny, I mean, yeah. after the game yesterday as well, is I think Lewandowski tweeted a few days ago, yeah, I'm like very addicted to, yeah. I'm addicted to scoring goals in Leverkusen yeah, and just responded, yeah, we've got the cure for that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was perfect, tongue and cheek. No, German, German, German Twitter, Twitter account yeah, is one of the funniest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leverkusen and Roma, I like mm. the, those two. They're really, really Very good. witty. Yeah, yeah. So if we're going to move on to my prospect of the week, I'm going to have to go to the championship. I mm-hmm. mean, you guys know, I like my lower league football, you mm-hmm. know, championship, league one, league two. Mm-hmm. And there's a very alarming result in that division. 
Um, I think Brentford were at home. They were playing Luton. Mm-hmm. And they managed to, you know, batter Luton Town 7-0. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the manager overseeing that was Graham Jones. He's a man that's been involved in the, you know, Belgium setup with Roberto Martinez. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're taking those heavy punishment in the in the championship, you know, from opposition, you have to be the prospect of the week. So, Graham Jones, if you're listening, you're my prospect of the week. <laughs> that was a good one. Two left field ones so far. That's 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 great. Who wants to go next? Let's say you want to go. Yeah, um, my prospect of the week. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to throw my boy under the bus here. <laughs> um, yesterday he made a. Very, very weird decision to come mm. out of his box and handle mm. the ball, mm. um, which ultimately led him to being sent off. He's probably going to miss the Merseyside derby. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my prospect of the week is Alisson, man. That's fair enough, man, because, I mean, Alisson, for me, since he's come back from that injury... He hasn't quite yeah. looked the same mm. as the he, same Allison last season. He hasn't season. made any wow, what to say from Allison's. Mm. Like, shots just seem to be going in. Obviously, I'm not saying he could do better, but he's just getting packed out at the moment. <laughs> but he'll be, he'll be back. <laughs> he almost made himself the villain of the piece yesterday, mm. and Liverpool yeah. just crossed had, the line. Had we had so. lost or John that then, yeah, it would have been yeah. a different story. Hundred percent, and that that definitely felt like the theme this weekend: heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you had that story with with with, with Allison in in, in making almost making himself a villain there. You had John Joe Shelby, who's both uh, the, a hero and a villain, uh, a, a hero to Liverpool, a villain to City. You had Martin, um, the goalkeeper, you had Martin at West Ham. the goalkeeper at West Ham, uh, who was definitely a hero. Roberto um, is a hero for coming out of goal. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Right, Micah, wrap, wrap things up for us now. Who's uh, your prospect of the week? Uh, prospect of the week would be Cristiano Ronaldo and Sarri. Wow. wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Obviously, Sarri, big, big problem. Starting Dybala on the bench, I have no, I have no, I have no explanation as to why you would put their best attacker this season on the mm. bench. Well, you know Ronaldo is always stealing goals from players, but what he did <laughs> yesterday was absolutely unbelievable. And mm. I, I wouldn't, it's his fault. I don't care. He did it on purpose. Yeah. So you know sometimes Ronaldo does something great. You know, that one that he done for Portugal, yeah. flicked it across against Spain, and then I think Nani was offside but headed it. You see how he was sulking. Different times he would create for players and then they'll miss mm. it, be annoyed. Yesterday, <laughs> Dybala, after coming on and winning a penalty for Real Madrid, got that 2 2 now. Mm. Dying seconds of the match, Dybala's dribbled in and he shot directly at the goal. Yeah. And it's just come to Ronaldo who stopped the ball from going inside. He basically stood in front of the goal and he just hit his foot and rolled down and he was just looking. And everybody, Dybala was just looking at him like, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on? He just basically hit his legs. And to me, I just feel that, I know you're selfish, but come on. Like yeah, team the, let, let the team let let yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, move your feet. I know you could have moved your feet. You got the TikTok downstairs. I know you could have moved it because yeah. if you were onside, don't worry that you were flicking that that yeah. ball in. Don't be greedy, but that would be him. Juventus are poor this year. I mean, they're, they're not a, they're not a in team. It's top now, isn't it? In it's top. Yeah, yeah. Right. very poor. And you know, I fought with Mark at soccer analysis, saying okay. that now he's just like, watch what's happening. Inter winning the league and. 
I don't see Inter slowing down. Mm. To be fair, that would be embarrassing. Sorry, Martinez and, goes and they don't win. for yeah. Sarri, that would be and embarrassing. The egg on his mm. face, man. Mm. Mm. I think he'll you be know, the first manager that doesn't win the league with with this event to see. I think yeah. Ronaldo's still smarting from when Aaron Ramsey nicked his goal as well. So yeah, he probably thought, so. you know what, I'm gonna do it as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. selfish. But again, when you've got a team like Inter collective, mm. you know they're working as a team. So team always beats individual. Of you know, course, so. yeah. 100%. All right. So I think we're going to have to leave it there and wrap things up now. Listeners, thank you very much for listening up until this point in time. If you are not yet following us on Twitter, what are you doing? Ask yourself. Have You need to have a long look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> please make sure you do help us continue to grow the platform. It's at podcast underscore TBG. We always say that we don't discriminate um, in terms of platforms. So you can listen to us on SoundCloud, um, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a five-star review. Um, all of your engagement goes a long way in terms of building the, the, the brand and building our profile. So if you are going to tweet us um, with any feedback on on uh, the, our review of the games, um, um, use the hashtag uh, TBGpod. Um, we, we would love to hear your, your thoughts and your, your views on on, on on all the stuff that we discuss so please please make sure you do that um, before we sign out um, we're all going to just uh, plug our individual um, platforms as well so just a, a reminder we want you to both follow the at podcast underscore TBG Twitter handle as well as all of the indiv- in, individual ones as well mm-hmm. and um, if you've got Instagram what we're going to be doing going forward is doing a, a, a bit more in terms of um, going live on Instagram and stuff so you can catch us whilst we're actually recording the episodes and that kind of thing. So in order for, for you for, for you to do that, make sure you follow us at pod underscore TBG. Now, who's going to kick things off? LFC Nino, join me in the title celebrations because I'm going to be <laughs> celebrating from now. So I hope you enjoy it on a weekly basis. I'm Dej underscore TBG. I mean, I've started posting pictures of the Premier League. It's starting to look tired and dated with those blue and white ribbons. So bring on the red ones. <laughs> Michael underscore... No, I don't like that. I'm just going to go, Michael Fandibur, you know who I am. <laughs> just follow me like... Um, yeah, I just try and <laughs> I banter a lot yeah. these days now, but anytime somebody pulls me on a platform I just like mm. there's no definites yeah, in football yeah, I believe. Yeah. Apart from Messi and Ronaldo being there. <laughs> but find me and then if you have time and you follow like soccer analysis, you can just listen to the podcast there. They're like thirty minutes, forty mm-hmm. minutes, they're not long. So if you've got any questions, anything at all. Fire them over, man. Yeah, just mm-hmm. fire them over. Follow your boy Loso L F C sure you probably all know who I am yeah yeah, yeah. something that really plays football I am really plays football really plays football of course and and I'm uh, Budge the Gooner so get following guys get following Um, I think I've covered it all dot yeah 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 get the 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 stamp of approval always that's it from from the boys in the studio guys until the next one over and out peace Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet 
not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.